Hi Christchurch, sorry we can't be here in person with you, we're having to wait for a test uh, result for Anna and James at the moment to see whether they have got the uh, dreaded lurgy or not and as it's only last minute we haven't been able to get someone else in uh, to uh, speak to you live this morning so it's me and Anna doing a double take on my phone uh, for you this morning but actually we were planning to speak to you on tidings of comfort and joy and looking at biblical comfort and joy and in a way there's kind of um you sort of see the sovereignty of god or i think i think i can i'm trying to anyway uh, uh see it in in this that we're having to do it in an uncomfortable uh setting and in a setting that's probably not the most uh, joyous in that sense as we're not able to be with you but as we uh, share what we want to share with you today hopefully you will uh, see that we're called as people to get comfort and joy in God so as you know it's a difficult time that we are going through as a nation it's a difficult um, season there's various pressures and trials coming on us as individuals, as a church, as a nation itself. And you know, this is a time for us as God's people to dig deep into God, to throw ourselves on God, to draw upon God, to get our strength from him. Our hope is in Jesus. It's in the living God. Our focus should be on him too. It says in 2 Corinthians 4, uh, familiar verses to you, but verse 17 it says, For this light and momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison, as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. This is a time for us as God's people to be looking particularly and placing our hope in the things that are unseen in God and his word and his promises to us. So let's, as God's people, draw strength from God himself. It says this in 2 Corinthians 1 verse 3 to 4. Listen to these beautiful words towards us. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. You know, isn't that wonderful to know that God the Father, God our Father, comforts us. It's not just send some angel to do it, doesn't it's not distant or unconcerned for you. God Himself wants you as His son, as His daughter, to know His comfort. And it's important to clarify, you when know, we, we often use the word comfort these days to mean sort of comfy, a nice comfy sofa or a comfy bed. That's what, what we think of something that's nice and soft and just a uh, uh, make, makes you feel all sort of snuggly in. That's not what the word here uh, in the Bible is used as. It's, it actually comes from the Greek word paraklis and it, 
is talking about strengthening greatly, particularly strengthening from within, encouraging you, trying to give you inner strength. It's a little bit like this. You get cardboard box, you can see that cardboard box there, and there's nothing in there. It's very flimsy. There's no way you can hold a superhero like Hulk on it. It's just too, too flimsy to even stand at all. However, if it was to get some strength within, even just one pillar within, then we'll see. Oh, maybe these two pillars, then let's try two pillars. You will see it can even be strong enough to support the mighty Hulk on it. And we, as believers, need to know that God wants to come and strengthen us, strengthen us on the inside. Many people are feeling weak, they're feeling emotionally down, they're feeling low at the moment, and God wants to strengthen you as his children, so you can go and strengthen others. The Greek word, the uh, paraklesis, for, for, for comfort, actually um, is in the same uh, Greek word category as the word the paraclete, the, the, or the parslet, as a, a, I think it's probably correctly pronounced, uh, the comforter, the Holy Spirit, in John 14, verse uh, 26. The Holy Spirit is called the comforter. And the Holy Spirit is the one that we need to be filled with. We need to be have him in us. He's the one that helps us to know Christ. To know the love of Jesus for you. Know, the Bible says about knowing the, the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, how wide and high and deep and long it is. Actually, it's the Holy Spirit who takes that and makes that love not just something you read in the book, God's Word, but not just something there, but something that you experience in your life. And He is He's the one who wants to comfort you and fill you with His his love. He also wants to remind you. He brings you comfort by reminding you of the words of Jesus. In a world where there's so many confusing ideologies, there's so many confusing and conflicting versions of uh, events going on, it's wonderful to know the words of Jesus, who is the truth. Heaven and earth will pass away, but his words will never pass away. Allow the Holy Spirit to remind you of the words of Christ again. And of course, the Holy Spirit helps you keep in step with Jesus as well. We're called to keep in step with the Holy Spirit. He's the one that leads us in this life. That comforter, the Holy Spirit, is with us to keep us on God's path. And of course, the Spirit is also the one that empowers us to live. God. He gives us that strength to live for him. He's the one who helps us. You know, the, um, Oswald Sanders in his book, Spiritual Maturity, says that the perseverance of the saints is only possible because of the perseverance of God himself. And the Spirit is the one who comes to strengthen us on the inside. So can I encourage you, Christchurch, at this time, to draw upon 
the Holy Spirit for help and comfort, to rejoice in what you have in Christ Jesus, to take your mind off the things that are around us in in um, going on in the world around us and realise actually this world is not our home. In Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 we're told that we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. It's every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. We need to as believers be rejoicing in that. The Bible tells us to be focusing on the world to come. That is our eternal home. And we need to do this, my friends. We need to do this as Christ Church, as a church together, so that we, as Paul tells us in this verse, can comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort that we ourselves have received. You see, we're all at the moment facing a common affliction if you like with this with this pandemic and actually that's causing people as i said to be emotionally low causing them to feel discouraged and to feel at dis-ease about what's going on and we as god's people need to be bringers of strength bringers of hope bringers of courage and comfort to those around us in our workplaces in our streets, in our families as well. As the world gets darker, we, even small acts of kindness, will shine out brighter. Remember in the word that um, Elizabeth uh, brought to us at that prayer evening, that as the world gets darker, our lights will shine more brightly, and we'll be like stars in the sky. And God is calling us to be like that at the moment. So just simple acts of kindness just bringing cakes and treats treats into your workplace or just being a positive force in what is quite a difficult time offer to pray with people people want you to people are open to even if they're not thinking along those lines many many people are open for you to pray with them at the moment so can i encourage you to offer to pray with people when they're down be a shoulder to cry on for people as well and of course point them to Jesus yourself. Be filled with the Spirit so that you can go and fill others with the love of God as well. If you're weary then go to God and he will refresh you. I remember Dave Holden saying an excellent quote one time where he is a quote from Dave Holden, but he said, if you're tired, go to bed. If you're weary, go to God. And my friends, actually, this pandemic and this season and the season we're going to go into uh, as well will be tiring. And you may find you need to sleep more, but you will also find that you emotionally get more weary. And so can I encourage you, the way you get your strength is not by burying yourself in in entertainment or in drink or in work or just putting your head down and hoping it all goes away throw yourself into God he has the best for you and he can refresh you and as you get comforted by God and as we as a church are people that are comforted by God filled with his spirit then we in turn can be a comfort to the world around us and we 
as a church will shine brightly in Helsham, the surrounding area and beyond. I'm going to stop there and I'm going to hand over to my wife to bring the rest of the message. God bless you and hopefully see you soon. So I'm talking about joy. Um, I was talking on tidings and comfort and joy. We're really sorry we can't be with you this morning um, on Christmas day night. I just started going downhill a little bit and I'm coughing quite a lot so I thought I'd probably should go and have a test so we're isolating we're also respiting my brother Daniel bless him so be good if you pray that he doesn't get poorly he's a bit more vulnerable but we're talking about joy and I always think joy is one of the most amazing gifts and products of our salvation which unlike happiness isn't dependent on our circumstances on our emotion or on our state of mind it's a gift given to us by God and a fruit of the spirit you know, happiness is very different from joy. Happiness is an emotion and it can ha it can be there one minute and be gone in the next. Anyone who's a parent can tell you that the fluctuation between moments of absolute happiness with your child to then a moment of absolute despair are, are really frequent. It can happen in the space of about five seconds. It's unbelievable. Um, things like if someone gives you sweets, you feel really happy and then when you've eaten them, that happiness goes really quickly. But joy something which we are given by God. My favourite um, definition of joy is by Kay Warren. I've used it before um, and I'm going to use it again today. It's this. Joy is the settled assurance that God is in control of all the details of my life, the quiet confidence that ultimately everything is going to be all right and the determined choice to praise God in all things. You know joy is based on the sovereignty of God. It's a product of our salvation and it's based on the praise and worship of our God who never changes. So he is continually worthy of all praise and honour because he is always seated on the throne. Galatians 5, 16-14 runs through the fruits of the Spirit and I'd recommend you reading that if you haven't read it before, if you haven't read it in a while. You know, it lifts joy as a fruit of the Spirit as we walk with the spirit we grow joy so let's walk with the spirit keep on being filled with the holy spirit pray pray every day to be filled with the holy spirit praying as romans 15 verse 13 tells us that the god of hope may fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the holy spirit you may abound in hope you know, hope comes from being filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit to fill us with joy and to grow joy in our life. We need the Holy Spirit to help us to live a life of the Spirit, keeping God's commands and pleasing him with the way we live our life and the choices that we make. In John 15, Jesus tells us that when we abide, which is Basically, it means to rest, to stay with Jesus, to keep really close to him. When we abide in Jesus's love, when we keep his commandments or do as he says is basically what commandments mean, to do what he asks us to, then God's joy will be in us and his joy will be full. Let's read Romans, um, let's read John 15 verses 9 to 11 together. It says this. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. 
If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. There's amazing truths in this passage. One of the most amazing truths being that as God the Father loves Jesus, so does Jesus love you. And I'm going to say it again because I think it's such an amazing truth that if we rest in that truth, then we will have so much joy in knowing that as God the Father loves Jesus the Son, so does Jesus love you. You are so loved. We need to stay in that love, not look for love everywhere else, but to get our security from that love that Jesus gives us. We need to keep his commandments. We need to live the way that he asks us to live. We need to choose holiness even when it's difficult because obedience equals joy and we all want joy in our lives. So how can we grow joy? Well, joy grows and is produced more when we choose to worship, like in that definition of joy, that determined choice to praise God in all things. Psalm 16 tells us that in God's presence, there is fullness of joy. So how do we enter into God's presence? Well, we enter into God's presence with thanksgiving and praise. We choose to focus our hearts on the unchangeable goodness of God and celebrate all that he has done for us. In Habakkuk 3, verse 17 to 19, you read this, it says, Though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, the produce of the olive will fail, and the, the fields yield no food. The flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. God the Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the deer's. He makes me tread on my high places. To the choir master with stringed instruments because he was having it as a song. And you can see from that that Habakkuk was a prophet and he was prophesying that this terrifying army were going to come and they were going to brutally conquer Israel. A really frightening thought for him. Um, and he loved his home and his people and he knew that these things were going to happen. And yet he still chooses to rejoice in God. He still gets the choir master to help him sing a song of praise. And he takes joy in the God of his salvation. He was remembering, as Nehemiah told the people in Nehemiah 8, that the joy of the Lord is your strength. You see, Habakkuk had understood that joy, rather than being circumstantial and fluctuating, was actually dependent on the fact that the God of our salvation will make everything right one day. 1 Peter 1 reminds us that even though we face trials like COVID um, and family situations and seeing what's happening around the world, it is exhausting, it is lonely, it is sad, it is pressured, it is going on for a really long time and it will continue to. But we know that in this, the genuineness of our faith is being tested. Our focus needs to be on the hope of glory, the joy of your salvation. 
and that our inheritance is secure with Jesus in heaven. He has paid the price for us. Jesus reminds us in John 16 that no one can take away our joy because nobody can take Jesus from us. In fact, James in his book goes as far as to say to count trials and testing of your faith as a pure joy because they are producing steadfastness. You know, church, there's no denying that this time is hard. For some of us, our jobs are much more stressful than they were before and more pressured. For other people, your job has become much more insecure. Um, for some people, you've lost your job. For other people, your family situations are a stressful environment to be in. Finances are hard and they're tight at the moment. May I just really gently say that actually this is a time when you need, we need to, as believers, be assessing our finances and looking at where do we invest our money? You know, do we tithe to the church? Do we give to the poor? Um, you know, it's uh, where your treasure is, there your heart is. And actually, where is your treasure? And we need to be asking ourselves, do we trust God with our finances, the God who always provides for his people? Some people are sick, other people are really fearful, and it is a struggle, but we know that the joy of the Lord is our strength. We rest in a God who is reigning over all. He is in control of your life. He is with you. He loves you. He died for you. And one day he will make everything anew and we will be with him forever and ever. So let's choose to be people who grow joy. Let's choose to praise and strive to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I was thinking the other day, we often reflect on the things that go badly on how we could have made it so it didn't. But I wonder if maybe we need to learn to reflect more on the things that go well on the times that have given us great joy and to spend time thinking about them and just thanking God for all the elements of those things that gave you joy. As a family today, why don't you at lunch just pray together and all thank God for one thing that's made you really joyful over this Christmas time. Let's let joy strengthen us so that we're able to be a comfort to others. Thank you for listening. Shall I just pray with us all? <coughs> Lord, we just thank you so much that you have given us joy. We praise you, Holy Spirit, that you love to come and fill us. You love to strengthen us. You love to encourage us. And Lord, I just pray that you would fill each one of us with your Holy Spirit. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would just grow joy in our lives. We just pray, Lord, that we would be people who are known to be people that are full of joy. It doesn't mean we're false or we don't cry when things are difficult or we don't um, get worried about things or think how will this work out but Lord help us to be people who are rooted in your sovereignty that you're in control of all things that we can rest in the truth of your words and in the fact that you always do what is right I just really pray Lord Jesus for every person they would just know you grow in joy in their life and make that determined choice to praise you at all times we pray this in your name amen <laughs>